Most things don't matter, but the few that matter, matter a lot. Welcome to 8020 Productivity, the show dedicated to helping you do more by doing less so that you can have more time and energy to enjoy life to the fullest. Now here's your host, author, speaker, and productivity nerd, Anthony Sani. Michelle de Montaigne once said, seeing as man has control over nothing but his will, dot, 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 and the sentence continued. But it's not what came before the sentence or what came after that particular phrase that interests me is that particular phrase, seeing as man has control over nothing other than his will. And I remember reading that many, many years ago and thinking to myself, you know, that doesn't sound quite right. I, I feel like I have control over more things than my will. And so I remember stopping in the middle of that particular essay of his and just thinking about what he had written. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it is absolutely true. We really have no objective control over anything other than our will. We don't. We really don't. We like to think we do, right? But we can't control the weather. We can't control how other people behave necessarily. We can't control what's going to happen next in the world. What we can do, though, is arrange our lives intelligently and stack the deck in our favor, which is what we do every day in big ways and in small ways, too. We try to arrange our lives, we try to pick what we study, for example, in school. We try to choose who we marry and where we live, hopefully with the foresight that this is going to produce the results that we want. And that's very key to the 80-20 principle. Maybe you're wondering, what does this have to do with productivity and 80-20? You see, I've been thinking about that, and I realized that to live the TVF way, like I say, the vital few way, or to live our lives according to the 80-20 principle, which again tells us that 80% of our results are going to come from 20% of our efforts. To live effectively that way, I believe it's important to understand something critical. And that is that the only two things that you have control over is your energy and your time. Those are really the only two things, in a sense, that you could say belong to you. And even you think about your money, your friendships, all these other things, they all stem out of how you use your energy and your time. They determine everything, your energy and your time. And going back to 80-20 again, if you know, if I know that 80%, roughly speaking, as always, as we see on the podcast here, 80% of what you do, 80% of what you achieve, the results you get out of life come from about 20% of your efforts. Ah, that word effort there, very important. Then it means that energy and time should be spent and directed toward that 20% that's producing most of the results. It sounds so simple, but how often do we spend energy and time doing other things? Now, I'm going to tie these two concepts together in a minute, but I wanted to lead with this in this episode because even when your intentions are good, when you have the best intentions, the best resolutions, the best goals, it can still be challenging balancing 
our lives. You might even be thinking to yourself right now, hey, it's easy to say theoretically that I have control over my energy and my time. But how often have you woken up feeling like, man, you have just no energy and then all these demands are tugging on you for your time? Well, the truth is, and this might be a tough one for many people, I know it was for me when I realized it, really, I still have control over what I spend, whatever little energy I think I have, how I spend it, I still have control over that. How I spend whatever time I have, I have control over. I think it was Seth Godin that says, you don't need more time, you need to decide. And I don't know if I quoted that exactly, but the spirit of it is very clear. You don't need more time, you need to decide. And that decision is difficult for a lot of us because we're involved in a lot of things. We have family, we have friends, we have business, maybe work. We have all these things pulling on us from different directions, and many of them are legitimate. Many of them are legitimate. But again, it comes down to 80-20. What 20% produce 80% of the results? Let's talk, let's think about it in these terms. Family. Family is important. There's no doubt about it. But think about this. Not everything we do with our families thinking in 80-20, not everything we do with our families necessarily produces value. And even if it does produce value, they don't all produce value equally. There will always be some things that produce more value than other things. Even though we are theoretically spending time with our families, some things will just produce more value. And by value, we mean the outcomes that we want from those relationships with our family members than others. It's just the way it goes, thinking in 80-20 terms. If you think about how much time you spend with your family, you might, or the members of your family, or just the relationships that matter to you, you will start to see a pattern that there are certain things you do together that produce disproportionately large results. And when I say results here, it's results in terms of that relationship. If you have children, you'll probably find that there are activities you take part in that for each child produces a disproportionate amount of results. Now, what if you focused on doing more of those activities? directing your energy and your time in this part of your life, in this relationship, to the 20% that produces 80% of the results. You find out that you still have control over your energy or your time, even if there is only a little of it. You still have control over it. Now, earlier on, I talked about effort. What does effort have to do with energy and time? Well, I'm going to get a little nerdy here. I remember being in high school and my physics class, high school physics, and we defined work or I was taught the definition of work as force times distance. So if you have a force of 10 newtons and that force is applied over a distance of two meters, you have performed work. And that's why work is often measured in terms of newton per meter or whatever the unit was. Work is force times distance. We are applying force to create movement for a set amount of time. And that's what power is. Power is work done per time. Nerdy stuff done. But I, I hope you, you saw the connection there between the fact that you control your energy and your time and how that translates to 80-20 and effort. So let's go into now effort and value. 
effort and value. Value side is the 20% that produces 80% of the results, what I call the vital few. And the effort side is your energy and your time. So if we're thinking in 80-20 now, imagine you wake up in the morning, you have two buckets. You have an energy bucket and you have a time bucket. Now, really, they're not that separate, but let's think about them separately for a little bit. Every day you have this quota of energy and time and they determine where you put together your effort, right? Your effort. A lot of people wake up and they never think about how they're going to allocate the contents of those buckets, energy and time. They just start to do stuff and that bucket starts to deplete and deplete and deplete. And right around 11.59 p.m., the time bucket for that day is run out. Sometimes before noon of that day, their energy bucket has been spent so low that they start to slow down. And often before they go to bed, the energy bucket is very low or maybe not. But the end of the day has come and they've run out of time for that day. And that's the end. What if instead we woke up in the morning and we think about our two buckets, energy bucket and the time bucket? And what if when we thought about those buckets, we decided, okay, these two buckets together, energy and time, meaning effort and work done. What if I can decide today where I'm going to pour those two buckets in to provide the greatest return for me? What is the 20% that's going to produce my 80% today? If this sounds like just a restatement of the Pareto Principle 80-20, it is. But it's bringing it down to really a practical way to think about our life. And I'm, and I, and I'm, and I'm drawn back to Michel de Montaigne, seeing as man has control over nothing but his will. It's such a profound statement because, like I said, you can't control other people's will. People are going to throw things at you throughout the course of the day. People are going to make demands of you. Email is going email. Email is going to come into your inbox. You might receive phone calls. Telemarketers want to sell you something. Even your own family. They're great and you love them. I love my family. But again, not everything you do with or for your family will fall into the 20% that produces most of the results. Am I saying ignore your family? Of course not. That would be ridiculous. However, being smart about when, how, and where you engage and interact with your family can make a world of difference. You know, a lot of us think spending time means spending quality time, but it's not true. You can decide on two to three activities that you perform during the day that's targeted at enhancing and, and, and really deepening your relationships, whether it's with your family, your friends, your colleagues, but it's very intentional. And because it's intentional, it only takes 20% to produce 80% of the results going back to your energy bucket and your time bucket. How many scoops are you going to take out of each one combining to create effort or work to produce value? And speaking of value, speaking of value, what is value, right? What is value? This is something that is at the heart of 80-20 living. Talked about energy and time. Together, they make effort or work but that work is supposed to produce value. 
But without being clear on what value is, it's really challenging to live the 80-20 way or like I say, live the TVF way. So what is value? Now, there are many ways to think about value. Value could be what somebody else would pay for, right? That's financial value. Value could be a feeling you have of well-being. You know, one of the four pillars of an ideal life, like they say, is uh, the four are health, physical health and wellness, a mental health or emotional health and wellness, relationships, and material abundance, whatever that means for you. Usually material abundance is connected to work. So you got physical, emotional well-being, you have your relationships, and then you have obviously your your money and so on. Uh, so value could be a feeling you have, right? It's valuable to feel healthy if you want to take those one at a time. It's absolutely valuable. I think it's one of the least valued among people who pursue productivity sometimes is we tend to ignore our own physical health as long as we feel like we're being quote unquote productive, usually producing something in the financial value side, whether that be in our careers or in our businesses, we tend to value those things over our physical uh, health, sometimes unfortunately over our mental health. And that is, um, that's unfortunate to my mind. It's very unfortunate. And that's why when I think about 80-20, I don't think about it just as a means to make more money. Even though it's important you know, to make money, it's really hard to be happy or have mental health or physical health for that matter if you can't eat well or pay the rent or you know, pay your mortgage or pay whatever you have to pay. It's important that you have material things, at least to the point that you find sufficient for your needs. Um, but it can also get out of hand, I think. It can get out of hand. A lot of people, they they value that over everything else. They value it over, say, their own personal growth as a person. They value that over their relationships with other people, which which is critical, really, for well-being. They value it over their physical health. People have sold their bodies, as it were, in pursuit of financial value. <laughs> that sounded weird. Okay, when I say sold their bodies, what I mean is they've compromised their health. They've prioritized finances and financial value over their own health and fitness. So let's talk about value for a little bit. Think about those two buckets, energy and time. And think about your life as it is now. I'm thinking about my life as it is now. You know, my relationships are something that I should value. There are things that produce value 100%. It's less tangible, right? You can't write a check for love. You can't write a check for relationship equity, although some might argue that you can. But strictly speaking, you can't walk up to a clerk in a store and say, here is 10 units of equity in the relationship I have with my wife, could I have those pair of boots? You would be walked out of the mall or at least laughed at like a crazy person. But that's the downfall. Because those things are not easy to quantify in dollars and cents, we tend not to place value on them. But they are very, very valuable indeed. So your energy bucket and your time bucket, how are you allocating it to provide value in the realm of your relationships? 
every day. 80-20 again. What 20% do you need to do to provide the most value in that day in the relationships you value? And also your health, your physical body. I can't remember who said this. Oh, geez, this is so frustrating. I don't remember who said it, but it was a very influential person. And late in his life, he had worked very hard. He had done a lot of great things. But late in his life, he died of a chronic illness. And he said, the good Lord gave me a horse to ride and I rode that horse to death. And basically what he was saying was that he didn't feel like he had to die when he died. And there was so much more that he wanted to do, but he had ridden his horse to death. And so he was done. And that's a humbling thought. It's a very humbling thought because often we don't value our physical health and wellness enough. So your energy bucket and your time bucket. Take a scoop here, a scoop there. You make work. What work are you doing in an 80-20 way for your physical health and wellness? And then you have the emotional side too. This is often very closely related to our relationships. But here's the important distinction. The relationship with who? Often we don't think about our relationship with ourselves. We don't think about how we feel our own well-being. We don't care for ourselves enough. It's really, really hard to be a productive, productive and pleasant person in a relationship with another person if you are not in a good place within yourself. So think about your energy bucket and your time bucket. Well, how many scoops each are you giving to your own emotional well-being? How are you taking care of yourself? And in future episodes, we'll go into each of these in some detail in terms of what should we be doing? What could we be doing in an 80-20 way that will produce the most results for us in each of these buckets, in our relationships, in our physical health and wellness, in our emotional health and wellness, and in our, in our financial life, right? In our work, in our careers, what are the things we could be doing? But in this episode, episode two, just wanted to lay that foundation of energy and time, inspired by Michelle de Montaigne's quote on seeing as man has control over nothing other than his will. But really, isn't the will all you need control over to begin to take steps in the direction of living your life the 80-20 way? The way in which you spend less time, but you produce more. As we say on the podcast, where you do more by doing less. So here's my challenge for you. As you go into this day, into this week, start to think about those two buckets you've been gifted with every single day. Every morning when you wake up, you have those two buckets, energy and time. And with your will, you can decide how many scoops you take out of each bucket and where you pour each of those scoops, where you put in the work. Do you put in the work in the 20% in the areas that matter to you that produce the most results? Or do you let other people just scoop like crazy out of your bucket? Do you let them just take your effort, take your time? Or 
Are you, and this is one that's so common and so dangerous, are you letting that bucket just leak away by default? And there are so many ways we can replenish our buckets. You can't really replenish your time bucket. Perhaps you can replenish your energy bucket. But even with the most amount of replenishment, every night at 11.59 p.m.-ish, that clock resets and you get another bucket of time. And as we've seen, you can't really do work outside the realm of time. Work depends on time. So with all the energy in the world, if you run out of time, there's no work being done. And without work being done, there's no value being produced. And without value being produced, you're not really living the 80-20 way and you're probably not making the most of your potential. And I can say this because I find myself sometimes not doing this to the best of my abilities. There are days when I, I wake up and by the time I go to bed that night, I feel like, oh my gosh, what a write-off today has been. This is so, so bad. And it's so bad because my energy bucket and my time bucket didn't go into the things that could produce the value for me as I have determined for that day. Maybe I didn't even determine it for that day. But that's a different episode where we talk about setting the goals for the day. In this episode, energy and time. How do you allocate each bucket in your day? And how do you use your will to make sure that you're focusing on the things that really matter? The 20% that produce the 80% of the results you want in your health, your physical health, in your mental health and emotional well-being, basically your relationship with yourself, your own self-care, your finances, your work, your career, financial value, if you will, and your relationships with other people, the people that matter to you, whether they be professional relationships or family relationships or friends, the people that matter to you. And maybe the first step is even determining what each of these four areas mean for you and then determining what the 20% are in those areas that produce 80% of the results. If you're listening to this podcast right now, maybe you are already starting to think like, okay, my physical health, what would that 20% be? In my relationships, first of all, what is what what relationships are my 20%? And then what can I do in those relationships in 20% to produce 80%? And then in my job or in my business, what are the 20% of the activities that are producing? You know, and it goes on and on. And in my own self-care, what are the activities that produce the most results for me emotionally? What makes me happy? What makes me feel like my life has meaning and that I'm taking care of myself? And it's such a reflective practice when you wake up in the morning and you think about your energy and your time and you remind yourself that this morning, this day, I have control over my will. And with my will, I can choose where I spend my energy and my time, where I spend my effort to produce value. I can either spend it, waste it, or invest it. And that is critical for living 80-20 with the results that it promises. So thank you for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed making it. It was 
It was a reflective episode for me, for sure, as much as I hope it was helpful for you. I hope you take it and you use it. And every morning you make the decisions that will help you live TVF, live the 80-20 way and produce the results in your life that really matter. Remember, most things don't matter, but the few that matter, matter a lot. See you on the next episode. And until then, live 80-20, live the TVF way. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to 80-20 Productivity. If you enjoy the show, then subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And if you'd like to learn about how Anthony can help you or your organization drive gains through smart, focused productivity, then head over to anthonysani.com. Until the next episode, stay true to your vital few.